like I was saying, J Rock said, win. Win, 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 win. I'm telling it's you, like, that's the song we gotta be singing right now because we did it. I mean, we couldn't have picked no other song. Like, that's the only one that came to mind, though. Which other one would you like? Maybe like <laughs> how far we go to the end of the road. Still, I can't. No, no, this is mm. a happy moment. Mm. It's the end of the road. You didn't. That's a song. Uncultured. Anyways, it's not the end because it's only the beginning. Alright. That's fair. Okay, so uh, welcome everybody. This is episode 6 of We Got Us. How's everybody Faith episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I'm feeling good. <laughs> Say again. What'd you say? I said I had to think. We need to be like, one, two, three, go. Just kidding. Right. On your mark, get set, go. Just kidding. So, tell me, how you feeling about everything? We should also mention, we have celebratory cocktails. So, if you're listening, go grab your drink of choice and have one with us, because... Apparently we're celebrating. We'll get into that a little bit later. So to show, how are we feeling? Feeling good, sis. I'm feeling good. Not just because of the cocktail, but I'm feeling the winds of change. Also not because it's snowing and windy, but good things are coming. I'm back to being more optimistic than pessimistic. Okay. How about you? Uh-huh. I, I love how she I was just like all hype about you feeling all activated and then you ask her and she's like it's good I'm like oh okay um <laughs> but yes I'm feeling really good you know it was a long road this past weekend has been very stressful and this past week I guess because it took us that long because they was counting ballots in Arizona and in Vegas and in Georgia, like one, two. I think Nevada's still counting. If yeah, they're out there still counting. I saw this really great Nevada. meme that was like, it's the casinos or whatever. They're not count. How it? How can they not count? They count your money faster than they count your ballot. Like it's all numbers. Like, count faster. And they was really doing some, like, there was some shady stuff happening, I feel like, in Nevada, like, around the little ballots, because I saw some stuff on the news where I was like, they made you do what? You doing what? But we can talk about that in a little bit. Miss Shekinah, how are you feeling? Um, I feel good. You know, um, could be primarily because of my cocktail. Just kidding. But I feel 
I feel good about it. Like, I'm excited about the outcome. I know that it's all kind of what, you know, we've been talking about. But I also live in a place that's very um, upset about this new turn of events. And so I think that that kind of has my perspective a little bit on edge like it makes it kind of like a bittersweet win right like sweet in the sense of like oh yeah you know turning of tides we're back on like a moral compass of sorts but then it's also kind of like bitter because I don't know what y'all planning but I feel like y'all planning something and I need to know what it is so but each of us voted so what was y'all's voting experience like? Like, what did you do? Did y'all do melon ballots too? Or what did you do to show? Well, I got my mail-in ballot from California. But because I'm currently oh. visiting Utah, I wasn't sure if I could actually turn it in here. And I'm quite sure I couldn't. And so what I did was I went on election day with like proof of address, et cetera, and voted mm-hmm. here just so I knew it would be counted. Plus they needed my blue vote. Mm-hmm. They needed my blue vote. California, we you know, we already blew, you know. So, so that is what I did and it was really neat. Um, I never have voted in person on uh election day it's always been by mail or like you just turn drop in your little thing in the ballot box so it was really neat to see how many people came and showed out um almost no one there was white which was really cool too i was like wow am i in utah i don't know um yeah but it was really nice um i got my little sticker and i felt like i did something and i made sure like to remind a few folks that said they were going to i was like Today is the day you have until eight. And they went. Right. Good. Yeah. I was going to ask you about your sticker too, because if you don't get a sticker, it really doesn't count. I just like. They never lie. Um, <laughs> right. Do you feel like your process was good though? Or do you, do you feel like they made it pretty easy, user friendly for y'all? Or do you feel like, you know, there may have been some things that was more difficult? I feel like if you didn't read, um, if you didn't read the site or you weren't informed, for example, me having mm-hmm. an ID in California, you know, I wouldn't, if you didn't read the actual information of what you need to take, there's people who showed up with no proof of address, so then they had to go back. And if you're on your lunch break, you might not be able to, you know, so just making sure that it's transparent and people are informed, like you have to have these certain things in place. And oh, we get an emergency alert. We can talk about that later. It's intense. Our phones are going off. Sorry. COVID related. Side sidebar. Sounds like an amber alert. But um anyway, there was an individual who came who wasn't from Salt Lake County and they made her leave and go to the right uh-huh. county. And I thought anybody could vote at any polling location. So I've actually challenged my own thoughts because they were from Utah County. So I felt really bad for that person, but they sounded like they were adamant to vote. So, you know. That was my experience. How about y'all? Jasmine, what was yours like? I know you were stoked. Walton. 
is on a break. Um, my experience was pretty much like it was good. Um, so I voted in Utah, even though I stay in Tennessee. The reason being was because I tried to register to vote the like for Nashville or for my county. And they said I needed a Tennessee ID. And I didn't know that. And it was like the last day to vote. So too late for me to do it there. So what ended up happening was I asked my mom to like expedite me my voting ballot. I looked up everything on the internet, put in my choices, and then I expedited it back to her and then did it that way. And she dropped them off. And my mom, she voted in person but like for Davis County, I guess it was like at a fairgrounds place. So they had like drive-through voting. She she was like, we never left the car. We just we just voted in the car, then we turned them all, we turned all of them in at the same time. She's like, that was the best voting experience that like I've ever had. I hope we do this every year. And I was like, I mean, I get it, I guess, but there's nothing like standing in line, you know, waiting for that sticker. But yeah. What about you, Jasmine? Um yeah it was easy i guess i mean i always get the mail-in ballot and then Mm -hmm. i like fill it out we fill it out right like at home or whatever we fill it all back up in its little envelope sign it all that stuff and then we go drop it off in person one because i just it makes me feel more secure to like take it in myself instead of mailing it back um and then mm-hmm. secondly, I like to get my sticker because if you don't get one, it's like you didn't vote it. So <laughs> I really need my sticker. It's that sense of validation for me that like I was there and I did this. But yeah, so it was really, it was really, I was like, it was any normal, I guess. Um, but when we dropped off our ballots, it was like the cutest little thing because like we had to park the car or whatever and then. I was just gonna go drop it off um, at like the little booth or whatever or not the little booth like the little bin or mm-hmm. whatever and as we're going to do that this cute little old like black woman in her car like pulls up to us and she's like drop mine in there too baby we need more people like you voting like so good to see you young people out here voting and so I thought that was pretty cute like I thought it was pretty cool like just to see the amount of like people out voting especially like older people like making the effort to go vote and then I had spoken to my business partner and he's an African-American male he's about 20 years older than I (laughs) which sounds weird but we can that's a day that's a conversation for another day but I digress and And so I was talking to him and he was like honestly this was the easiest time that I've ever had voting and I was like why like have you never gotten like a mail-in ballot before and he was like I mean I have but I guess I just like ripped it up like I know I've always just gone and like voted in person and I was like oh like you just never knew that you could like fill out the ballot at home and then like drop it off yourself or like mail it back if that was your choice and he was like no like I didn't know like you could do that and so we were talking about voting and he was like I just think that in the African-American community like there's just this lack of education where people feel like to vote it has to be this big 
issue, right? Like it's like this prolonged process where you have to like take off work or miss work and people have to like make those decisions between going to work or voting. And there aren't enough people that realize right. that you can just fill out your ballot at home and then go drop it off. It doesn't have to be like, oh, I got to go wait for an hour to like. So it's just interesting to see like we're in two completely different generations and just like how we each experience voting. I just thought that was so interesting. Yeah. I think a lot of that has to do with, though, you know, with subjects that we kind of touched on earlier with like voter suppression, right? Or how during the like Georgia governor election, they later found out like there were a bunch of bins that of melon ballots that like weren't being counted. And so you have like a large mistrust in people thinking that their vote is going to get somehow get lost in the mail. And that was a huge thing, you know, with this election, right, is is that there was this huge mistrust, especially with like the U.S. postal system, that like if you don't get your ballot in by a certain time, then it's not going to count. So what you had was a lot of people filling them out at home, dropping them off in person um, or mailing them in. And then that's probably why we had long counting periods that we've seen like in Nevada but kind of going looking at I guess how this election panned out and how long it took to count things what was what was going through both of y'all's heads as all of that was going on because like I know it was going on for me but to show what was happening with you when it's like the day of election I know that we were kind of texting through it, like, oh, who's gonna win? What are we doing? And there was this like, for me, it was like this overwhelming angst, right? And cocktails were definitely involved that day, but it was like, you still didn't know by the end of the day, who was going to be the president, like what was going through y'all's heads? I know for me, I actually avoided it all. Um, it was like a really big stress on me because I work in student, like I, I work as a researcher, you know, in public health, Funding and research was slashed this last few years. I work with a lot of students who are DACA student dreamers, mm-hmm. who are first gen, and this pre- this election meant their future in a sense, right? So I was feeling a lot of empathy and stress for others. So I actually avoided it at all costs. I think I was telling you, and the only reason I even had an idea of what was going on is because my dad called me, CNN blaring in the background, like giving me updates. And I said, I don't want any updates. I'm just calling to see how you were doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it was really um, it's something I avoided right. because I was pessimistic. I will be honest. I was maybe it's because right now I'm currently in Utah and I just kept seeing Trump parades where people would just like cars on the freeway just lining up. And I just started feeling like sad. You know, you hear about the, the people, people of color who can't access locations, whose mailboxes were taken. So it was all hitting me. So I avoided and I went to bed not knowing anything. I didn't know who was in the lead. I don't know anything. And I will, I, my idea was I'd wake up and when I would know, and then I would process it that day. I took the day off and I wake up and there was no answer. Like, I was like, no, now I'm stuck waiting, not knowing, right. still trying to avoid it. Um, I'm glad I didn't do what I did four years ago where I was up until I knew um, the results. And I remember where I was the moment I got it and I just thought it was just too good to be true. But thinking about the counting, and then I want to switch to one of you, is just that I wondered why this year took so long when they didn't take 
it didn't seem like it took this time. It didn't take this time last year when it was Trump versus Hillary. So I was like, why is it taking so long this year? I mean, it was a good thing if the votes were being counted and it mattered. But part of me, it was like, does it though? Right? So I just thought it was so disillusioning for me to be like, last year we knew the same day. This year we didn't know for several. What are your guys' thoughts? Right. Um, I think for me, my initial thoughts were, well, you already know, I was like filled with anxiety. I was very pessimistic as well. I deleted my Facebook and my Instagram for like a cool week because I was like, I don't need, I don't want any updates, anything from anybody. Um, my mom was like, but you can't live in ignorant bliss. And I was like, yeah. But I just need to believe that there's like hope in humanity a little bit longer, you know what I mean? Just in case the outcome doesn't necessarily come out the way that we thought. And it's not, again, trying not to be unbiased. It's not even that like, I I feel one way or another, like I'm not like Republican, I'm not a Democrat, I'm not partisan, but I feel like the morale of people is what hit me the hardest these last four years personally is seeing how people really just like led with a bunch of hatred and use that as an excuse for other things and for me like even I don't necessarily know what type of president um Joe Biden is gonna be right but I feel like he can be kind of like the Jimmy Carter of this era like even if you're a one-term president like get us back on track morally and then we can kind of like head in the right direction um which I think is something that is missing um but I don't I don't know I even when I found out though I was still filled with anxiety and then I, I know I told y'all but it didn't help that like the same exact day I found out this guy came into our work and he threw up like a proud boy symbol at me and he was like do you know what that is and I was like, yeah, but you tell me what it is. Because to me, that may mean something different, you know, than what you're intending it to mean. He was like, I'm part of a gang. I was like, yeah, the Proud Boys. And he's like, yeah, I'm part of the gang. And I was like, oh, okay, like, is that your gang you're affiliated with? And he's like, yep. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And like, you, y'all know I'm never at a loss for words, but I think that seeing the kind of hateful actions that it's put people through just had me kind of like it it threw me off because normally I'd have like a really nice quip and I was just like oh shit like if I say the wrong thing what's your response gonna be is this a safe space for me to say that like and then afterwards honestly I just want to ask him like what made you want to join it you know because everybody has to have a reason like it are you filled with a sense of like pride do you feel that as as a white american you're also detached from your european roots and so you're you know attaching to the white american culture and that fills you with something you know like how black african americans like we're not necessarily directly linked to african cultures right like we kind of have our own melding pot of experiences so i'm like is it the same for y'all i just want to know like without passing judgment i don't know if that's the case but um it's not it's not It's not not worth a conversation, I guess. So my experiences throughout this whole thing have been very, um, 
I'm I'm very hopeful yet pessimistic for these next three months. I'm gonna be real honest about that. So yeah, Jasmine. Um, yeah, you? I did I'm trying to think. Yeah, I'm trying to think back to Tuesday. It feels like it was such a long time ago, but because um, it's just been so long. But I'm thinking <laughs> back and the day of the election yeah like things kind of went on as far as like my day-to-day like I still like did everything really normal and things like that and then like getting home my fiance was very like he was like watching it like all the time on on the news like updating like we're winning this we lost this they're saying this blah blah blah. they're not gonna you know and he was up pretty late like watching it all you know unfold and I was like, yeah, I, I didn't want to watch it on any of the major, like, news channels, like CNN and MSNBC, just because I feel like you're swayed one way or the other, and I didn't want to hear the necessarily, like, commentary. But what I did do is I just, their Google had the election results populating, so I would just check that throughout the day just to see, like, what states we were winning, um, like, how the votes were coming in. And I also was keeping a really close eye on the House right. and the Senate because I felt like those are just as important, if not more, to know if we're going to have a majority holder in one or the other or if we're going to have neither, which could also be very problematic. And so, so I was keeping close eye on all of that. And then when it got to like, I don't know, like 11 o'clock at night or something, and they were like, it still didn't look like we were going to have a winner. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to bed. Like, I'm not going to sit up here and finish watching it. And at that time, I felt like it was looking really bleak for, like, who I wanted to win. And so (laughs) I was just, like, kind of feeling upset about everything and saddened. So I was like, great, like, mentally preparing to go through another four years of this chaos and so I was like I'm going to sleep it's over I was thinking it was over it didn't look good in the house it didn't look good in the senate and I was just like feeling kind of defeated on Tuesday and I just like went to bed and then I woke up and we were still counting and things looked a lot better um overnight so you know I think first of all thank you to every single person that was a poll worker this year because you guys really did put in a lot of work but to Tichelle's point, right, the real MVP are the poll workers. <laughs> and I was telling uh, my fiance Miles, I was like, we should totally be poll workers next year or like next time because I think what they were, I had short, like really quickly, like turned to the news and they were talking about poll workers and seeing how like more people of color need to be poll workers to ensure that they're that on election day there isn't this like voter suppression happening that somebody is making sure that the old people who are in line like seniors and stuff like are getting shit like have a seat right can sit down and still having their seat in line like making sure there's like water things available to people that need them because i think that is totally true like when you go to the polls who's there can sometimes sway whether you even like stay to cast your vote right um and so I just felt like right I didn't even think about it like that before now and so I think 
moving forward that's probably something that like I think I would like to do um to just volunteer my time in that way and feel really civically engaged like that but yeah Mm -hmm. and then finding out right like because we're still checking we're still checking throughout the week like and there's no change no change no change and to to Shell's point about like why did it take so long I think that like in those big cities or big states that do hold a lot of these elections in their hand there's just so much media pressure there's so much like scrutiny happening and I think where we didn't see that in the first time around because I think a lot of people didn't think that he was going to win the first time around like so they didn't take it as seriously I think Mm -hmm. but this time around I think because they knew so many more Americans got out and just voted period this is the first election that we've had where like this amount of voter turnout has happened and so I think it was just the pressures of needing to get it right and making needing to make sure they were following all of the rules and that they were doing everything correctly is why probably it took so long so much longer and I kind of wish like we could hear more from a poll worker as far as like what type of like things were in place like what type of conversations were happening um from you know whoever is in charge right saying like you know I just like would like to know what those conversations were were they saying like we like do it slow do it right like you know we need to make sure we get this done right like what I just would be really curious to know what what was being said in those rooms to those people um yeah I think we should try to see some yeah seriously because I think it'd be really interesting just to hear from their point of view like what that was like for this time mm-hmm. around and especially from I know there are a lot of people that do polls every single time for every single election and every time so I just wonder how those experiences mm-hmm. differed from times before till now um yeah so yeah what I, I think even to that point right you hit on something that was very um very pressing because even with it having to be extremely accurate, probably more so than any other time, the key thing that you said was that we've had a higher voter turnout than we've ever had before. And I think that that's what is ultimately gonna take a toll too, because when you're having like, you know, voters come in mass, then it's gonna take a bit longer to count. And especially when, you know, you take for granted that some cities or some states are automatically going to be blue and some will automatically be red, right? But I think that what is different about this year as opposed to previous years is city or states like Georgia, right, that are traditionally red um, have the ability to turn blue because of metropolitan cities like Atlanta. And the same thing with Michigan, with Detroit, and Pennsylvania, with Philadelphia, and you know Vegas and and other things like that in Arizona I think that we I think that we turned out in in astronomical numbers not just as a black mm-hmm. community but mm-hmm. just a lot of communities of color and I think that you also have a lot of people like my grandparents they voted mm-hmm. and they're 93 and 89 I think that you had a lot of old people that older people I should say that feel like 
you know, it was their duty to make sure that they turned out. And you also have a lot of people that I think took this more personally because of, you know, as Tashel said, she worked with dreamers. Um, a lot of us work with people who who have been mm-hmm. affected by the prison industrial complex and who are just ineligible to vote. Um, and I think we all felt, you know, this sense of responsibility of like, well, we've got to do this. What I was most surprised about, and that's kind of what I've been talking to y'all about the whole time, has been, you know, the Electoral College, because that's ultimately what what Biden won over with those 20 points from Philadelphia was the Electoral College. You know what I mean? And I, not that I don't appreciate them because obviously they're what made him win, but I don't understand, I guess, the point of it anymore. You know what I mean? Like if the, if the people are giving you the popular vote, then that should seem like that's your president, which he also won the popular vote anyway, but which is I different just, than last time because if you had to base it off of the popular vote, Hillary would have been our president because she mm-hmm. won the popular vote. Right, which is why, right, which is why they said Trump was like the incumbent president. I guess essentially meaning that he won the electoral college, but it's just like again, like I've been saying, I just need to know who these people are. Like, are you just randomly picking ballots and it's kind of like whoever wins these, like, this is what the state we're going with. Is it an individual person that y'all are kind of nominating to speak on behalf of your people? Because in that respect, then there are many states that are traditionally Republican or red states that would be turned. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know what I mean? And vice versa. College is like all based on like your congressional seats. Mm-hmm. Is like how many points you get. Right. And so it's like kind of like based on those count, like mm-hmm. certain counties, right? Because even in places like when you look at the overall map and then you look at like Georgia, for instance, right? Like certain counties have more seats than others so even though like a lot of the state was red there were like a few sections that were blue and that was what pretty much determined whether the state as a whole went blue or red and Mm -hmm. so I think that's what a lot of people like don't understand and I I could definitely understand why in years past with elections people are just reluctant to vote because they feel like their vote doesn't matter because it is based off of this electoral vote right. or electoral college because like even in Utah right like we've like I voted right and Tichelle voted and, and you voted Shekinah and like we saw the number of people who voted for Biden and voted for Trump and yes more people here in Utah did vote for, for Trump mm-hmm. than Biden hell more people voted for for Kanye West, which blows my mind. <laughs> you know, Tennessee was the was the highest state well, there's only that voted a for, of states for that, that man. Didn't have voters actually vote for him, and Utah was one of them. So it's like, golly, avoid, 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 avoid. Just kidding, but <laughs> but you know, we all voted right, and like because our state is blue or because our state is red, Trump got essentially got our it makes me feel like trump got our votes right in in an essence because yeah which is which is kind of my point which is my point to that when you have changing demographics you know i feel that that should be reflective Mm -hmm. of your electoral 
mm-hmm. like your electoral points. Do you know what I mean? And that that also brings me yeah. to the point of who's choosing certain people, because you know Utah is is it's fairly conservative, um, and and a closeted progressive, I guess. But like you have cities like Nashville that are extremely progressive. But the state of Tennessee as a whole is not necessarily, even Memphis may be fairly progressive, right? But the state of Tennessee as a whole is not. So then you wonder if those counties hold more weight than why isn't the whole yeah. state blue? You know what I mean? Anyways, that's another topic for another day. We Definitely can invite a guest to talk a, about that from, black from the Hinkley like, Institute. Talk about, right? Like, I feel like it's like, like talking about contact tracing right. with COVID. It's like, yeah, it spirals. But what you know, what we can Listen. celebrate, even thinking about Utah, is we had some more blue counties than than last time around. We had two more. Last time it was just Summit, so go Park City, yeah. which is surprising, right? And then now it's Salt Lake City. So you know, yeah. the joke is we were from Salt Lake City, not Utah, and even Grand County, which is like super rural. But well, what I was gonna say real quickly is that thinking about how long things took to count, especially in Nevada, and especially in Arizona. Other than the joke that Nevada is the lowest in education, which it sounds like they are, but they also have a lot of rural places. Like when you think of Nevada, you can think of two cities. It's Reno and Las Vegas. Like, is there any other place in Nevada? So it's like, I think that has something to do with it potentially where a lot more people resulted to mail-ins or drop boxes because of COVID. And in these places like Nevada and Arizona specifically, mm-hmm. and I can't really speak to Georgia because I don't know about them as much. They're not in our like four corners region of Utah or whatever, but um, these rural, they have a lot of rural reser- mm-hmm. uh, rural areas and reservations. So I wonder if that had something to do with it. Well, and they said that the like folks I'm on sure. the reservations they turned out a lot higher this year than they have in the past to vote that also really played into like biden flipping like states like arizona because they voted mostly i think it was like 70 79 percent like more voted this year than in past and of those 79 percent 100 percent of those people voted for for biden so that was also a really big factor and why Arizona for one flipped this year Mm. and I think that's just what you're seeing across the board right even like in Salt Lake City I think you're starting to see more folks like millennials right come out and and vote and really taking the power into their own hands and I think you're just seeing more people of color and people who are progressives right or liberals whatever you want to have whatever you want to say like people just feeling activated and I think that's why people voted. But I think there was mm-hmm. also, like with the counting issue, there were so many people who did vote by mail because they were so afraid of what was going to happen like at the polls mm-hmm. on election day because there were all of these things in the news saying like, yeah. you know, Trumpers gonna, that were gonna be there and like incite violence or whatever, or polling locations closing, right? Like not having as many, having to wait in really long lines. Mm -hmm. So I think, and people I think just in general are feeling more comfortable with like the postal service because people are using it constantly now for groceries, for buying stuff online because we're in COVID. Um, So I think that's why you did see Mm -hmm. a lot, uh, it take a lot longer. And that I think also 
a lot more people who wanted who were going to vote for Biden wanted to vote in mail because they were nervous, right? And so that's why I think at the end there there was that huge surge of like votes for for Biden and flipping some of these really prime states came in really late whereas people for Trump were like, yeah, we're going to go vote in person mm-hmm. blah 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 and like it looked at the beginning for mm-hmm. him a lot more. And maybe um this next election will look different because of what? you know the electoral college is based on the census data and we just finished our last census so maybe we it will look a little bit different how these votes are divided and hopefully in a good way yeah i'm sure it will and i hope it does i guess even like to to Jasmine's earlier point about like voting taking place in Arizona or like New Mexico that took place specifically on reservations, I think that it's important um, that they did because when you looked at what was being threatened, a lot of it was you know their their mm-hmm. sacred ground, their land on their reservations. Like when we saw the reversal of what took place at Standing Rock, and I don't know if a lot of people even know about that, right? But there was a huge oil spill that took place down there. Um, in around 2017, I want to say, right after Trump reversed um, Obama's deal to stop drilling. And, and so, you know, those things have taken a large hit and they do primarily affect the Native communities. And since they're on, you know, sovereign lands, it's, it's a wonder on just how much that impact has affected them. And I know like in Utah, they had their bill to try to increase drilling and mining and some other things on those lands. So I'm glad that they went back. You know, I know that we we tend to talk about things very binarily because of the main audience of this podcast, mm-hmm. but I'm proud of all the communities of color that, right. you know, took a step forward. Right, I think a lot of people well-being. felt that, like, yes, but, I think Shell had said, like it was their duty, right? Like I think, they felt a lot of people felt mm-hmm. like their this vote was for their lives like mm-hmm. this vote was just so much more important than just casting your vote like it meant a lot more this time around and i think even in nevada i was watching mm-hmm. like cnn or msnbc and they were saying like that they had to they had like so many votes that they had to um like certify basically and so people were saying they were in, standing in this really long line on the last day that you could I think it was like Friday and they said they were they were checking online to see if their ballot had been been counted and they were still seeing that their ballot hadn't been counted so they went down on on the deadline they basically said if you weren't in line by five o'clock on this deadline like you were your ballot wouldn't count and so there was this lady she was like the last one in line she's African-American woman <gasps> And she was like, I literally got a text at 4.30 saying that I had to be down here at 5 o'clock or else my vote wouldn't have counted to show my ID and proof of address. Like, to me, that is so scary, right? Like, if you get that vote, if you got that text message at 4.30 and you had to be there in 30 minutes, like, I and so I think there's a lot of things right. like that that were happening. And I think like the news stations were trying to do a good job of like asking those hard questions to those like elected officials who are responsible for the counts 
of like why are you do why is this process this way like why are you doing that like why would you do that to somebody right like and she was she was just saying like how much anxiety she was having like trying to like drive through the streets right like trying to get there and you're watching the clock tick and I could only imagine like how scared and especially in a state like especially watching the news and knowing what's going on in your state and knowing that your your state is such on this verge to flip one way or the other um right like I could only imagine what she was feeling it's a lot of right so ladies while we wait these next basically three two and a half ish three months for the inauguration I'm sure we'll have a lot more, you know, to say and to talk about. But I also want us to end on a high note. Or do y'all have any last thoughts? Can we just say that uh, Miss Kamala, Madam Vice President, was looking mighty fine in her cream white suit. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All the oh, smile. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. In in <laughs> all, I was voting yeah. for her. So I, I would say, and I saw this on a post, and it's not be word for word because you know, but that the work shouldn't stop here. You know, I know, like for many of us, this is a win, but it also goes that there's also a lot more work to be done. So let us not forget. Um, and of course, it's not final, final, even though it's final. Right. You know, so let's keep on our on our elected officials. Um, right. Let's keep, you know, vote, you know, um, advocating for policies that protect us our, and, our, and our future um, and honor our past, right? So just not forgetting that there's still work to be done, um, that there's still a lot going on with COVID that needs to be taken care of. Um, you know, based on this emergency alert, we just got it. It's getting worse and often in some places forgotten. So just to, to keep on keeping on and you know hopefully there's there's only up from 2020 right so so that brings me to my next point Jasmine or Tashel, who won the house and the senate just to mm, let the people know I believe that we the democrats won the house majority and I believe the Republicans maintained the Senate however we did flip a few seats mm-hmm. is what I believe happened but they're still okay. counting so technically we don't know mm-hmm. exactly but it's looking right now like Democrats okay. will maintain the House and it's possibly the race for the Senate is actually fairly close mm-hmm. so <laughs> well, we'll we'll report back on that when we figure it out. Um, lasting comments anymore? No. Okay. So then, let me ask you, Miss Tichelle, because we always gotta end it like this, at least for this this part of our segment that we were doing. Why did I show? Why did you? Well, vote? first of all, I'd be a hypocrite if I didn't. Right? We on this podcast, but um, I voted because this was 
con- both controversial and a crucial election. And uh, even if my voice is won, I wanted it to count. Thank you. Jasmine, why did you vote? Mm, that's such a loaded question. <laughs> um, I voted because there are many that cannot, and I wanted to make sure that we put more hope out and that we could stop having anxiety. Hopefully, that will reign true. However, I am not sure. And really, guy? <laughs> Sorry, guys. And Mishikaina, why did you vote? Um, I voted because I felt like the country's moral compass stood in the balance. And because I wanted to see a black woman in one of the highest offices in the land. Yeah, no. Even if she's not a part of my sorority, at least she's part of one of them. I just can't that shape. No, my sister, aka, so it's okay. Okay. Well, ladies, thank you for giving me your time today. I know we will be back. Mm-hmm. We will have people. I hope that we have other future segments where we talk to some of the poll workers, where we talk to some other like government educators so we can figure out this whole electoral college thing because we both know I'm a novice and Mm -hmm. just don't know. I'm not afraid to say that. Um, And we're also going to be talking about some other future episodes where we discuss health um, and health disparities and how that impacts the black community and some other things Mm -hmm. that are um, detrimental and trivial to us. So... Thank you for your time. Thank you to the listeners. And as always, remember, don't nobody got us like we got us. Bye. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all.